Welcome back to the No Apologies Podcast. I'm Rory. And I'm Garrett. Me. I'm just kidding, I'm Andrea. You're who? Andrea. A-N-D-R-E-A. Not, say with me guys, Andrea. Andrea. Like I called now, you in I know, the last episode. All you heard right there was Andrea, but it's not. It's Andrea. Andrea. So not teachers, an- it's not Andrea right either. It's not Andrea. It's not Andrea. It's not Andrea. Andrea. It's not Andrea. It's just Andrea, for the love of God. What's your middle name? Please tell us. I think it's pretty. You don't even know it. I have a feeling it's, it's pretty. It's Catherine. <gasps> That's oh. a pretty name. I like That's it. That's my mom's name. <sighs> Catherine Zeta Jones. What? <laughs> I'm a mom. Wait, how's um, she spot? What? K-A-T. T H E R I N E. Okay. <laughs> Is it different? Yeah. Mine's K T H R Y N. Oh, that's nice. Different. My cousin's name is Corey. <laughs> okay. That rhymes with my name. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was being random. Should I name a cousin of mine? I don't know. <laughs> no. I mean, nothing rhymes with Garrett. <laughs> Ferret. Nothing rhymes Ferret? with Andrea. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Nothing rhymes with Andrea. I'll have to think about that one, but I, I could think of it. Also, what if I chew my gum too loud? I tend to do that sometimes. That's ASMR. Some people may like it. <laughs> you have to be really close to the mic for that. It's okay. Okay, anyway. We're going to talk about ghost stories today. Yeah, technically it's Halloween. Yeah. For us. Because when the video goes up, it'll be... It'll be a few days before, but... Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy... Halloween. Happy yeah. pumpkin Happy day. Happy Hallow's Eve. Oh, we're in Hal's Hall. Happy Halloween. Get it? We're not in Hal Hall. We're in Wallace. This is the... This is Wallace. School of Journalism, though. So, I have a... Oh, that's true. I have, yeah. a, I have a little fun fact that we can, like, Damn. start out. <laughs> I got you. Okay, so Sorry, back, I was, back, I was doing... Back. I was looking at something when you were talking, but I have a fun fact about Halloween, though. So, like... Technically, with the religion that I follow, like, we do celebrate Halloween, but, like, to us, it's not Halloween. It's called, um, Samhain, which is, like, the pagan. It's called, it's, like, the pagan Halloween. So, like, basically what it means is, since we're talking about ghost stories, it's appropriate. Um, so, if you're a believer in spirits, you're a believer in ghosts or whatever, um, Halloween, Samhain, is the day that the veil is lifted. The veil is lifted so you can communicate better and communicate mm, more. So that's like spirits. you know, at like three o'clock in the morning from three to four. It's like the witching well, hour. Well, there, that's different. The the witching hour is from three to four. That is when the veil is lifted, but that's nightly or morningly. This on this particular day, it's like all day long, all night long. Like literally, think like the, of the spirits and like the spirit how words the spirit realm and everything being like a rave and it's just super crazy and you can communicate openly it's super fun i know right but um yeah that's just a little fun fact about halloween from a wiccan perspective so love that but anyways yeah Yeah. so today we're gonna be talking about ghost stories people used to tell me that halloween was the devil's holiday me too me too i got told that my grandma who is super (laughs) my grandma who is super christian was uh when people would say that to her, and she was like, Christian, Christian. Mm-hmm. She was like, that's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Well, to some it may be, but like the reason I personally like think it's No, fun, she said that saying Halloween is like the devil's day or whatever holiday, is yeah. nonsense. She's like, that's, oh, it's just okay. a holiday mm-hmm. to gotcha, her. Yeah. And that's like, when there, I used to go to church with some people who like their parents or whatever would not let them watch like Harry Potter or anything. Yeah, same. And my mom, like, same. she's very Christian. She doesn't care. 
Yeah. She loved Harry Potter as much as I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, people. My grandma yeah. always thought that was incredibly silly. That's a that's a so. sad reality that we live in, and I had to experience that. And like, I'm sure God loves but Harry like, Potter. Yeah, <laughs> but like, my whole I'm not gonna is, go that far. But <laughs> yeah, but like, my whole thing is oh like, God. the Jesus in my brain loves Harry Potter. Right, right. He's a Harry Potter. Stan. You guys are gonna get this podcast canceled. <laughs> Let's drop Jesus this Jesus' Patronus is like. Can we keep a going? lamb? A what? A lamb. God damn. That's. Smart. Jesus. Anyways, let's keep going. So, who's gonna start with their? Ghost yeah, we've stories? got some ghost stories from students. Yeah, from students. And we a have special a special guest. We have a special guest calling in today, guys. She's a professor here in our department. Um, Stephanie East is her name. We all three love her. She's a phenomenal woman, phenomenal professor, and um, she's gonna call in and tell us a little ghost stories. So, have you ever had we... a class with her? No. I didn't. But I've had her for like. You know, camp trial and things yeah, like that. Yeah, she's absolutely In passing, wonderful. she's been such a lo- like, yeah. lovely person. Yeah, so for, she like, is. those listening, like, she's one of those professors and one of those teachers that just always has a lot of energy. She's always on top of things, and she's more than willing to go out of her way to help her students, and she loves all of us. And the fact that she reached out, she was like, I saw this, yeah. if you're not looking for professors, that's fine. I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely. What a great way to have our first guest. <laughs> I wish I would have asked some of my other professors if they had anything. Yeah. Because yeah. that would have yeah. been good. Yeah, because you know some of them do. Some of them do. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going to call... I should have asked Valentine. I don't. <laughs> you don't I like, don't even know what he would. You don't know what he would say? I feel like he might have something some interesting. Stories, I'm yeah. not joking. I love this class. Continue though. Let's go. What are you taking? Did you take? I took world religions. Yeah, I'm taking that it right now. It was so good. Um, I love him as a professor. Yeah, he's awesome. But yeah, I think we can. We can call. We can get her to call in. We can get her story first, and then we'll start with ours. That. Should we read ours first, though, and then call... Because then she can talk as much as she wants to. Anyway. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's so, just start with our... What we got. Do you want to start first? I can. Okay, yeah. We'll go you, and then I'll go. Because I only have a couple, and you have... A, I think you have a bit more than I do. I have just have three, but they're short. So how many do I have? Oh, okay. Let me go do the one that this girl sent me on Facebook. <laughs> um. Okay. I don't know if this person wants to stay anonymous or not, so I'm going to keep them anonymous. Yeah. Okay. They said, hey, I saw your... Okay. Maybe I don't need to read that she saw the post I me. Okay. She said, it's not the scariest or weirdest or anything, but I find it really weird. I have two canvas paintings that hang in my room at home, and one morning I woke up and saw one of the paintings was lifted up off the wall. Like the top of the canvas was still against the wall, but the bottom was pulled away from it. Really high, too, like if someone was going to look underneath it for some reason. It was like that for just a second before it fell back down. I basically just said, don't mess with me, and I won't mess with you, and walked away. But later, I went to the painting and lifted it like I saw, and it fell off the nail completely. There was no way that I could get that painting to lift up uh, without the top also falling. So it's like something not only lifted the bottom, but also held the top so it didn't fall. Nothing has ever really happened again, but I will never forget seeing that thing just chilling in the air for as long as it did. Right on. (laughs) Something was definitely there. Did she say she woke up and saw it that way? I think so. Yeah, it could have been that or she could have just been dreaming. But she checked it. Like, she walked over to it and lifted it and then it, like, fell off the nail or whatever. Like, it was lifted up and then when she looked at it, it fell back down. Bestie, you better get some incense. Or some sage. Just as long as it's not white sage because that's a prohibited practice unless you're Native American. Oh my god, this is so long. (laughs) Let me get my reading vocals on. (laughs) Okay, I think this person wants to stay anonymous too. So this says, when I was younger, my cousins and I would spend most summers at my grandmother's house. I was the oldest and I probably and probably about 10 to 11, uh, and my cousins and I were each two years apart. 
All of us would sleep in the same bed because we would fall asleep playing games or watching a movie. One night I woke up and heard a harmonica. You're a nightmare, Garrett. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I thought it was just my grandmother's TV and went back to sleep. I woke up again hearing the harmonica, so I got up to see if I could turn off my grandmother's TV. It was off, but I could still hear the harmonica. So I got back in bed trembling and eventually fell back asleep. I woke up a third time hearing the harmonica again, and I woke up uh, the, the oldest of my younger cousins and asked if she heard it too. She did. The next morning, I asked my grandmother about the harmonica, and she replied, That was your pawpaw, buddy. He was just letting us know he is still around. That's so sweet. Don't tell me that, Bestie. Oh my no, that is so sweet. Don't tell me that, Bestie. Ooh. I don't care. That is so sweet. I love that. Because, no, that is an actual thing. Like, my friends had that happen. Like, for example, sometimes, like, that's how they communicate. Like, that's how they let you know, like, I'm still here. Like, if you're worried, like, don't My papa passed in May, and I remember I was, like, not wanting to go home. And I was like, you better fucking not. Well, Bestie, you don't have control I, over that. I love you, Bestie, but please don't do that to me. Like, oh literally, God. if he wants to reach out, he's going to reach out to you. <laughs> like, Thank that, God he hasn't wanted to, am I right? Oh, God. Um, my, grand, my grandfather died in the house in 1991 of a, a massive heart attack. Before he died, they had a family band. My grandfather played the harmonica, and my grandmothers played the spoons and sang. Another time at my grandmother's house, I was probably eight or nine, my grandmother had made dinner and all five of us were in the kitchen making plates. When we went back into the living room to sit down and eat, the door for, my, for the grandfather clock was wide open. The weight in the clock had been moved completely across the room to the dining room. For this to have happened, it had to go by the doorway for the kitchen. My cousins were not strong enough to pick up the weight. One night a woman, that's crazy. Well, also, no. <laughs> if you have a grandfather clock, that's already scary well, I'm enough. Gonna, well, I no, love here's, those. Well, my grandma has nice, one. Well, no, here's the thing. <laughs> For something to have that much energy to move a grandfather, that takes a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of energy. So, like, yeah, no, big time. Um, one night a woman was standing over me. Uh, this is already starting bad. One night a woman was standing over me while I was, um, sorry. While I was asleep. She wasn't scary. She was just there. It was almost a calming presence, but I still obviously felt uneasy. Once the woman made her presence known that night, she began to become more active. My cousins and I would play hide-and-seek often, and other games of that such. We would always hear a second set of footsteps running behind us when we were playing. When I asked my grandmother about this female presence, she told me that it was a lady that used to live at the house. My grandmother used to work for the state by housing women uh, that were not able to live on their own due to intellectual disability. She had passed during her time staying at the house. She would play games with my mom and uncle when they were kids. So she picked up with my cousins and I when our parents had grown. Uh, when, my grandfather, when my grandmother passed in January, my uncle and my oldest younger cousin and my family went to have breakfast. I asked my older cousin if she remembered the event, and she did remember and had never forgotten any of the events. This is a story that happened with my mother. Um, when she was in high school, she and her friend Crystal stayed home during spring break because my mom had to work. My uncle went down to the beach to party it up, so my mom and her friend decided to use a Ouija board one night. Bad choice. Pause. No, pause. I have to make a comment about that. Don't do that. If you're listening, don't do that. Unless you have a trained psychic, it. don't do it. I think you go for it 1,000% of the time. Don't listen Why? to that. Why? Do not listen and to that. It's adventurous. Like close it no, because that's exactly it. Like, people that go it's into it blindly don't it's ever do it. It's adventurous? 
Well, now what it is. is. What okay, is life without a dash of recklessness? No, that's not even reckless. <laughs> that's like something, like, I refuse to mess with no, anything. You're, no, you can. You can go into it blindly, but if you don't do your research and learn how to go into it with, like, your intentions set on who you're trying to communicate with, you are literally, you're opening that door right there and you're letting anything in. That's why you never do it in a cemetery and you never do it in a place that's haunted by multiple spirits. I think you go for it. Well... <laughs> Don't listen to him. Um, <laughs> listen to someone who's been studying the paranormal since they were eight. Um, it's bad I choice. I hate that. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, they asked the fun questions like, who will I marry? What? Uh, what? That's how you ask a Ouija board? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a fortune-telling machine, darling. It's not a magic right? eight ball. What the hell? <laughs> what age will I get married? How many kids will I have? What is this? You don't get... I've never been like, yeah, let's get a Ouija board so we can find out our future. What is that? Okay, so I will say this. I will say this. Because they were asking those questions, nothing probably happened. Probably. Keep reading. I don't know. Keep reading. Uh, but they decided to ask about my uncle. Who is Joe with at the beach? The Ouija board answered Laura. They didn't know who Laura was, but Laura was not Joe's girlfriend. Summer was. So when my uncle got home, they of course asked who Laura was. He was in disbelief because how would they know this girl he had met at the beach? Well, Joe and Laura went on to get married. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, that was that. That was like five different stories. But. I like it. I like it very much so. Could, uh, could not be me though. It could have. It could have gone. I have one personal story, but y'all are gonna laugh because it's not that serious. Well, I have three personal stories, so you go first. We can do it after. Okay. Well, I'll go with mine first. So the first story that I have, I just titled it. I didn't write it. No, down. I have two. I just thought of one from my childhood. Right on. So the first one I have, um, it's called the Black Book, and basically when I was in high school. There were these two people, and they were a couple. Everybody, Did you rave? So everybody knew who they were. <laughs> yeah. They were, like, a hot topic. And, um... So are they one, alive? This boy and this girl. They're not alive, they're but they're a hot topic. Okay. So, where I'm from, they have this place, and this is actually... Um, I was going to tell the story about this place, but it ties into the Black Book story. Um, it's a place called the Constellation Church. And it's about an hour from my high school, and it's... It used to be, when it was still standing, abandoned, decrepit, and when you went there, um, the windows were spray-painted black. You couldn't see inside or out, and when you went in, the only thing you saw was the elevated pulpit area, uh, what do you call it, that people stand at when they're giving a speech or talking, the little thing. Is it not a pulpit? It had, like, the little area that you step up on, like a mini stage, and then, like, the little thing that he talks at. A podium? Podium, yeah. So there was a podium, the little stage area, and then the pews, and that was it, nothing else. And people used, to, kids used to go here and like just party, do whatever, you know, fuck if they wanted to, whatever. Um, so, okay. rumor, rumor has it that they were frequented going here. Like they frequented going here, obviously because they were a popular couple. They hung out with the football players and the cheerleaders and everything. Um, well, when you went there, there was nothing in there, like I said, except for what I just listed, with the exception of a black book, a solid black, like, composition-style notebook that had some of the pages, like, ripped out in it, and it was on the podium. And if you opened the book, there were names in it. They were the names of students from my high school. And so, rumor has it that their names were either written by themselves, like they did it themselves in the book, to test the legend, or someone else who didn't like them wrote the name in the book. Is well, it like Death Note? 
Yeah, so basically what happens is, supposedly, uh, according to what people were saying, um, bear in mind, this was in high school, so it probably wasn't true, but it was really fun to think about, almost. Um, right near approaching prom, um, which was unfortunate, um, they both tragically died together in a car accident. Um, the so, couple? Mm -hmm. I thought she said they weren't alive. They're not alive. He means now. now. I meant, at the beginning, like of, at the the beginning story, of the story, were they, they alive? Were alive. Okay. Yes, I understood that, Garrett. I'm yeah. Like, so they both tragically passed <laughs> in a car God. accident, and what happened was, uh, I won't go into the gory details, but she died on impact, and he died, I think, in transit to the hospital, either when he got to the hospital, and um, the reason why they crashed was because the person who was driving was, like, intoxicated. Oh my God. Um, so people started talking, and they were like, what if, you know, supposedly, like, this book that everyone is talking about... Like, what if there's more than meets the eye? Because, like, I'm a personal believer that, like, you know, we as humans, like, we don't understand a lot of things in terms of, like, what powers there are, what powers that be. And, I mean, I'll get to this eventually, but those photos and that video that I sent you, there's a reason why I didn't touch anything in the room. Because I'm a, I'm a firm believer that if you touch it, like, and you are affiliated with it in any way, it doesn't leave you when you leave that location. It stays with you. And I remember, especially now as a journalist, I, I look back on it and I'm like, you know, it's such a horrible thing, you know, that they had to pass away together, kind of in a way, um, or they, they were in their final moments together as a couple. Very, very tragic, very precious. But um, at the same time, like that story, like to this day, like, I mean, you can tell based on how I'm talking about it, like the tone of my voice, like it really, it still weighs heavy on me. I'm like, God, like, yeah, it's probably not true, but it's still scary to think about, you know? Yeah. So, moving um, on. Let's, why don't we get our guest? Okay. Was she and ready? Then, yeah, she was going to be ready whenever. Nice. Oh my God, interviewing our first guest. Look at us. We're so big now. Please don't look at my text. That's very invasive. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I wasn't. Oh, I, I was read. just zoned. Yeah, I can't read. No, I just zoned out and was staring. Garrett, stop! Garrett. I did it under the table. <laughs> this make it better. It doesn't. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello, Professor Hi. East. How are you? Good. How are you good. guys? We are great. We're, yeah. We're in the middle of Fantastic. recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Absolutely. So, um, you want to give us a little background on, on yourself, and then you can just start your story whenever. Okay. Well, um, so my name is Stephanie Hicks East, and I teach at Troy. I think some of you guys are my students, which I, I, I love my job so much. And um, I have been teaching at Troy now for three years. I teach journalism and communication classes. And um, so I'd love for anybody to come be in one of my classes. I'm gonna try to recruit people while I've got, while I've got your ear. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so that's a little background on me. And um, so then just tell me what you guys wanna know. So I remember you briefly uh, mentioned this story to me in broadcast news history. Um, yes. About how you basically I don't want to spoil anything. I want to let you tell the story itself. But I remember you telling me that 
the people you were with like captured something like digitally? Yes. Okay. So I have a couple, you bringing that up made me think I actually have a couple of ghost stories. Um, the first one, so I'm going to tell this one quickly and then I'll get into my, my one that I know, uh, that freaks me out even more. So when I was a news anchor, I did a story with a paranormal research group in Dallas County and we went to a haunted house Mm -hmm. and we put a a tape recorder in a room and, you know, you just leave it recording. And then we went back and we listened to the recording later. Mm -hmm. And as you guys probably know, paranormal researchers take this very seriously. Like if anybody alters anything, they get kicked out of the group. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they are very, they have values and they have, they say we're doing it this way. And if you do anything that alters anything, you are not a part of our group anymore because we want it to be accurate. So anyway, later on, after we got done, we were listening to the recording and I put this in my news story. You just hear static and you kind of hear us walking around and then you hear a little kid's voice go, will you come play with me? Dang. And, was yeah. and it wow. was so freaky so did um, y'all um quick question did y'all like you said y'all were out of the room when it happened yes so we had left the the tape recorder in one of the rooms of the house and we were okay. kind of just walking around the house yeah yes because and so we were i can't remember if we were exactly in the room when that recording was was captured or not uh-huh. but i don't think we were but either yeah. way it was there were no kids in our group at yeah all. that sounds like um, something you uh see on discovery channel mm-hmm. you know did you guys like that i've got to share with you guys is um so when i was in college when i was a troy university student so you know like a sound like sounding like an old person when i was your age um my i was i was at troy my mother was renting a house in enterprise while she was building a house and um so she only lived there probably like less than a year and I would go home on the weekends and go visit her and we were sitting there watching a movie one day and the picture above the fireplace just fell over and it broke and cracked and and we you know you when things like that happen you kind of just dismiss it like oh gosh you know I, I wonder it must slid off you know you don't think anything about it mm-hmm. well then a few days later the blender started by itself oh, like no. just started in the kitchen by itself oh boy and again you you just dismiss it you go gosh i guess our blender is old we need to get a new blender like you don't think that it might be anything paranormal mm-hmm. and we had little things like that happen um and i do want to say like this was just a regular house in a regular old subdivision so it wasn't like it was this old 1800s farmhouse or anything like that it was just a you know a normal house that you would see on any street in any city mm-hmm. so I was not here for this part. My mother had a friend come over who was going to cut, give her a haircut in the kitchen, you know, like we do in the South, your friend comes over, you know, they do do the hair in the kitchen. Um, My mother said she dropped the scissors and screamed and said, I have to go. And she talked to her later and she said, I saw a figure in your hallway and she described what the figure was like. And she said it totally freaked her out because she knew it was just the two of them in the house. So later on, my sister, my little sister, had a friend spending the night who, in the middle of the night, started screaming. And my sister came out to where she was and said, what happened? And she goes, my sister's friend said, I saw somebody in the hallway and I thought it was you. And I started talking to her and then she disappeared. And they described the same looking 
the same figure. Like they describe the same characteristics and hair and everything. Oh wow! So my mother started talking to the real estate agent and described and told her what had been happening, and she said the real estate agent got so quiet and said the owner's daughter committed suicide and that's what she looked like. Oh no. my gosh. I was just about to say, not. someone died and, in that house the thing or is, someone's she buried. didn't commit suicide in the house, but come to find out, ghosts will go back to where they feel most at home. Yeah. And um, so I, when I, after that, I would not go into the house by myself. If I came home for the weekend, I would wait on the patio until my mother or my sister came home oh, because I, I would not you. be in the house oh my by God. myself. Oh my and I would sleep in my sister's room because I did not want to be in my bedroom in the house I hated going there after that my mother thought it was the coolest thing I would have changed <laughs> so fast I could yeah, not have stayed there oh my god it. yeah oh my goodness it's, she stayed there for I mean several more months and she she would text me or call me and be like the ghost is acting up again let me tell you what she did today oh <laughs> um, <laughs> treated it like a dog oh my this god so cool trick yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. It's glad. I'm glad to know that. Like, I, I shouldn't say I'm glad because obviously it frightened people. But I'm kind of glad to know that. Like, you know, I myself am not the only one who have kind of like ran into stuff like that. Like, I mean, I kind of had similar things happen when I was younger because, you know, obviously, like when you grow up in a small podunk town, like there's not really much to do besides go explore places with your friends, and. Sometimes we would go to, like, abandoned properties, and we could have gotten into trouble, obviously, because it was private property, but um, that's besides the point. Um, we would get there, and, like, we would just sit there and, like, walk around or do whatever, and um, things like that would happen. And, like, it would be so weird because they would come and tell me, and they'd be like, oh, my God, you've got to come here. you got to come see this. And I'd go running, of course, and then nothing would be there. And, yeah, it's just kind of... Wow, I'm shook. <laughs> if if the real estate agent, didn't I totally believe it. in it. Like I said, at first when I was when I would be there, little things would happen. Like we noticed jewelry being moved around on our dressers, and again, you dismiss it until you find out like the story behind it, and then you go, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I never went in the house by myself after that. But my mother thought it was awesome. My sister was uh, younger. She didn't have a choice. She had to live there. Yeah. You know? But my mother thought it was so cool. She was like, oh, you know, let me tell you what the ghost did today. Oh my gosh, so cute. <laughs> that is hilarious though. Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh. And so, like I said, I totally believe in it. And especially after doing that paranormal uh the story with the paranormal group when I was uh, a news reporter and hearing that tape recorder myself as well and that was that was after of course my mother living in the haunted house I absolutely believe that stuff like that happens without a doubt yeah I can only imagine like you reviewing it afterwards like your reaction and like what went through your head you were probably just <laughs> Shook. <laughs> when you shook. Have, I, I've got to find the story. I think I told you in class. Um, I'm trying to get my producer to email it to me because I didn't save it myself. And uh, when I find it, I'm definitely going to show it in class. Please do. Please do. Before you, before you went on that assignment, did you believe in stuff like this, or did it take that to make you believe? Oh no, I, I absolutely did. That's one reason I wanted to do the story. Since, since my mother's house happened when I was in college, when I was a reporter, I knew that that stuff happened. And when I found out there was a, a paranormal group not too far from us, I said, I've got to go out with them. And it was just, it was so much fun. I ended up doing it several times, but the recording was the freakiest thing that had happened. Oh, of course. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, do you so, have any? Do you have anything else to say, like spooky story-wise, while we're on the air? <laughs> That's probably it. Oh, okay. Just, 
just my mother living in that haunted house. But I think it, it's so, to me, it's interesting that you, when you think of haunted houses, you think, like I said, like these 1800s farmhouses yeah, or, yeah. you know, something like that. But you could just be driving down a normal street and you never know what's going on behind those those doors because you would have never looked at that house and thought that house is haunted yeah and like and like also like another thing that i know because um with the apartment complex that i used to live in uh two years ago when i was a sophomore um the house down the street from where like the actual apartment complex was um they had a suicide also occur there and come to find out like I'm pretty sure I don't want to like for certain say it because I'm unsure but um I want to say that like if you're a realtor and you're like this not disclosing that's not the right word but if you're talking to someone a potential buyer about a house um and something like that has happened like if a murder has happened or if someone has died on the property I think they have to disclose that if I'm not mistaken I think it depends on the in the state that's fair like, Makes it sense. depends on oh, the state's better. law. Oh, they better. I'm <laughs> suing you. <laughs> I'm getting out of this contract right now. <laughs> well, we thought, you know, and the funny thing is, too, is, like, even if they didn't die there, because um, it wasn't until we had gone on a trip to Savannah and we went on a ghost tour, and oh, yeah. the guide, had, we were telling the guide about the story, and she was the one who said, you know, they don't always, that a lot of times ghosts go back to where they were the happiest, mm-hmm. instead of just doing it like where they, just haunting where they die, mm-hmm. they'll go back and haunt where they feel most comfortable, and so I guess that's why she came back to that house. Yeah, makes sense, makes absolute sense. I just wondered if she ever told the owners. I would love to know if she did, if she yeah. told them that people had seen their daughter. Uh-huh. Oh, that's true. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to know. That's yeah. true, because then you're like, your <laughs> daughter you died this yeah. tragic way, and she's like, not passed on or whatever, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Professor East, for coming on and being our first guest. Um, yeah. Well, I'm so excited that you guys let me and let me tell my crazy story. Absolutely. <laughs> we loved it. It's been a great benefit. Yeah. Yay. I can't wait to hear all the stories when this comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Your, yeah. Yours is the best. Yeah. yeah. So, far, so far, yours has been the cherry on top. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I should have had my mother call y'all and tell you everything since she actually lived there seven days a week and loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much again. All right. You have a good day. I'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye. 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 That's intense. I was. When she was talking about how, like, you know, it's not all these old houses, there's, like, always this image of ghosts only being from, like, the 1800s or something. I'm pretty sure there are modern ghosts. Yeah. Well, no. Like, there's a show that I used to watch, and I still watch because it's on Discovery+. Plus. Um... It's called a. It's just called a haunting. It's a very simple name, but no, that's basically what it's about. Like, it's a good mixture of like 1800s houses mixed with houses that have recently been built, or at the time in the early 2000s had just been previously built. And basically, what she was referring to, I'm glad she mentioned it, is because like, it's not necessarily always a case of someone dying on the property or in the house. It's a case of it's the land Mm. it's the land itself that like attracts because sometimes like in most cases this is just me going off because i've been again researching this for like years but sometimes there are doorways or like portals and like Mm. we as humans isn't there a thing like ley lines 
or whatever. We're ley lines, yes. Oh my God, thank God you know about that. Um, cause Ghostbusters it, um, over here. But like literally, no. So I'm there sorry, are. I don't know what to tell you. Well, no, there are there are certain cases where like there are locations where there are doorways and there are portals and famous, you know, well, I shouldn't say famous, that's the wrong word, but popular or more common forms of like portals or doorways are like... Like Savannah. Like, like Savannah, she, yeah, yeah. Like she said, the whole ghost story there. Like, Well, like Savannah, like certain geographic locations in general, but in terms of like everyday things in a house, um, mirrors. Mirrors are portals. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if y'all knew that, but like oftentimes in the stories that I watched on this haunting TV show, um, mirrors were discussed as being portals, um, holes in the ground, like a well or something, that's a portal. Like there's, it's not just sometimes physical beings, it's like actual, you're living on a portal. Like, and there, you can't close that thing off. You can come get your house blessed. Yeah, like, exactly like Ghostbusters, they come after you the sewers. Yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, did you, what's that funny story that you were talking about? I want to hear it. Funny story? Yeah, you said it wasn't really scary, it was just funny. Oh, well, I have two experiences, but they're not really... Oh, okay. I don't even think I can attribute it to... Okay, so, do you want me? Okay, but I ahead. can tell them. Right. So when I was young... I can tell one that my mom told me one time too, but it wasn't really her telling me anything. Anyway, that's not the part. Okay. So when we were really young, my brother and I had these like little, you know, remote control like vehicles. I had a dune buggy and he, mm-hmm. he had this like little red car or something. And my mom said, and I vaguely remember it, but I don't know if it's a memory or if it's me imagining what she told me. But we were like in the living room and it was like in my brother's like doorway. And all of a sudden it like came on and like stood up or something by itself. And nobody was touching the remote or anything. (laughs) And my mom said that they like freaked her out and I think she threw it away. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then one time my mom told me that she might have seen a Bigfoot and she's like, like I said, she's, like, religious and stuff, so, like, some people just don't, but, like, she said that one time she was out on a drive, and she saw something cross the road, like, really quickly, and it was, like, really big, and it was at night, and she couldn't tell. Did and she I, say if it was on all fours or upright? I think she said it was upright, but I, I don't really remember all the details she told me, but I've always been, like, into Bigfoot and stuff like that, and so when she told me that, I was like, no, like, you've really... Well, there's so <laughs> many, there's so many, like quote-unquote sightings that have occurred an hour from here in Greenville. If mm-hmm. you go to Greenville, Alabama, they actually have a... I thought it was Evergreen. It's Greenville. Because I go through Greenville every time to go back home. And if you go through Greenville, the main I know. area. I go to Greenville. If you go I would have Greenville, to go past there because I live in Casper. Yeah, if you go through. Oh, girl, you're in my neck of the woods. But um, if you go through there, right before you get on the interstate, if you go the way I go, um, there's a, like a. They have a movie out about it and Well, they have like a, not a shopping area, but like there's a Publix and some fast food restaurants that sit big? right here. And it, they've got the sign like Trojan Marketplace here in Troy where they list what all they have. Mm-hmm. Right in front of that sign, there's a huge statue yeah. of Bigfoot because that's where most of the sightings have occurred. There's a movie on, what is that, Tubi or whatever? Yeah, That's Tubi. based in Greenville and it mm-hmm. talks about the history and stuff. Yeah. And, okay, so it was 2016 picture it i'm in my room and i'm on, my f- on the phone with a friend and it's at night my lights are off and i'm just minding my own business please tell me you didn't look out the window and see something no oh my okay. god that would have scared the crap out of me okay Could i not. have a story about that that that's what also scared me about bigfoot i would watch like finding bigfoot and stuff people would always say that they would they're curious and the they window. would look in the window no see so, two big old eyes staring i know back at uh, i love it but i don't want to encounter it yeah. at all so I was laying there and I was like talking on the phone and I was minding my own business and then I had just gotten a record player for my like 17th birthday or something and it just like switched on by itself like the light came on and you know it goes up to like vinyl or whatever mm-hmm. and now the switch didn't if the switch had turned on 
That would have been another story. I would have been like, we're moving. Yeah. This is, I can't. And this is a new house, right? It's new built. So I ran, I ran into my mom's room. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. My record player just switched on by itself. And she was like, calm down. It's probably just like a faulty, yeah, short circuit. And I was like, you're probably right. We took it back and I got a new one anyways. Yeah, it is creepy (laughs) to think about because that, that kind of stuff happened to me a lot when I was a kid. And obviously when you watch ghost shows all the time and do paranormal research, especially at that age, it's like you see one light flicker. And as a youngin, you don't think, oh, it's a short circuit. You're like, oh, paranormal. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. But it was definitely a short yeah, circuit. Yeah. And I got a new one and it was fine. Yeah. Well, I went to my house last night and someone was parked behind it and apparently they were pranking my neighbors or something, I guess. But I was like, and Tucker's lights were out and it was like 8.30 and I was like, oh, come on. Please don't tell me someone broke into my house. And I just like... <laughs> up to the door and it's unlocked and I'm like okay this is going great and this is and, happening right now yeah and I like pull up my phone I'm about to walk I, like, murder I'm at I pull up 911 I grab my I pull <laughs> out I, I know I, I have a hatchet in my car I grab the hatchet I go in my house and then two people loud as hell just run out and outside of my house in the front of it like full-on mad sprint and then i run out my door with my hatchet and my phone and i'm like what the hell are you doing parked behind my house and he's like oh we're not messing with you we're just pranking your neighbors and i was like and I was like, don't park behind my house. That's <laughs> also like, it's so, it's so but like, they parked the way... in my, like, in the yard. Yeah, that's what house. I was that about was to say. That's what I was about to say. Like, if you go to his house or you see a photo of it online, he has, like, a little backyard area that's, like, it's got woods nearby it or a set yeah. of woods. So at night, it's pitch black unless the lights are on in the house. So the fact that you showed up at that time, oh, baby. And the door is unlocked, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to fight someone. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like. Pull your hatchets out as the TikTok. Audience. Also, I hear too many gunshots at night sometimes. Yeah, I don't me know too. if they're really gunshots. You, oh, yeah. I'm, I, cl- I'm off of Park Street. Yeah. And so I'm like, is this in the distance? Is it really close? Like, one time I thought I heard it super close behind my house, and I like, I'm so scared. I like, well, Park Street's a different side of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so my story, which one do y'all want to hear first? The one about what happened yesterday or the one I have listed? Because I didn't Either. list the one from yesterday. Uh, Surprise us. Yeah, we're okay. gonna be surprised either um, way. I'll save the one that happened. Ah. I'll save the one that happened yesterday for last because that one really is scary. You okay. know that. Um, but this Especially. one is. Um, it's not a surprise then. I called it like the church coffin story, and so basically, um, the reason why I came to be like such a spiritualist and so into what I'm into now is because like I experienced like church trauma a lot as a teenager. Um, Always afraid of the apocalypse. Because well, I mean that and like. When you're a sexually confused teenager and you're dealing with family trauma, what are people in the South going to tell you to do? Go to God. Right. Go to church, you know? So I went to this Pentecostal church, and bear in mind, I went from being raised a Methodist to a Pentecostal church. That Those are two vastly different forms of worship, mind you. So I get there, and... I start to notice that like their sermons are super, super, super intense and super personal. They really and truly like crack open your mind and your soul and basically lobotomize it and like pick it apart. And so for one of their sermons, um, it wasn't even around the time of October. And the first thing they asked us to do after we get after we got done with like praise and worship is they were like, "All right, everybody out of the room." Like literally, bluntly, everybody out of the room. 
and we walk down the staircase outside behind the youth room or whatever. We stay out there for five minutes, and then we come back in, and they're like, everybody line up, and we get in a straight line, straight up cold shit. And we go in a single file line up the stairs, and there are two people at the double doors, and they pull the double doors open. And I'm in the back, so we're walking through, we're walking through. There's this ominous, first of all, it's pitch black. There's this ominous, like, humming, like, vocal music going on. And then the first thing I see when I get, like, close enough to the pulpit is this huge, and I mean huge, it took up the whole pulpit, this huge black traditional style coffin like this, and it's open. And there are candles all over the stage, all the way down the steps and onto the floor. And then they ask us to take our seats. So I take my seat, and then the guy, the priest, whatever, youth pastor, he gets up on stage, and the whole sermon, basically, he was talking about, he was holding a candle up under his chin as he was delivering (laughs) the sermon, and he was talking about how um, when we die, we are reborn, and, like, you know, it's up to us as to whether or not we go to heaven or to hell, basically. And then... One thing that's very popular, and I've listened to podcasts of people that have church trauma like I do, and one thing that's common apparently is they do what's called an altar call. And that is your time as an individual to go up to the altar and kneel and pray or do whatever. But it's not that simple. So most of the time what happens is people will physically pass out. People will start speaking in tongues. People's eyes roll back in their head. It's super, super intense and super scary. And so that's exactly what happened that night. And so I'm sitting there like in a corner trying to like, because I mean, at that point in your life, you don't really question anything or, you know, contemplate anything. So I'm over there praying, you know, because I wasn't praying in hopes of like being saved or whatever, like they were telling me to do. I was praying because I was scared because I look over in a corner and there's a girl and she's like literally like laying on the floor and these people they're not helping her they just have their hands on her like they're holding her down on the floor and she is she's like shaking and she's convulsing and she holds her eyes up and like she there's no reaction there's no emotion her eyes are like either rolling back in her head or she's having trouble holding them open it was the most traumatizing petrifying thing I've ever experienced and people back home get mad at me for this but I refuse to step back in that church again that's terrifying religion is the most terrifying thing in the world if you think about it I I refuse because I'm sorry I don't care how old you are I don't care what sermon school you went to it is never appropriate to put a feeble-minded 13 to 15 year old age group in a situation like that because that can traumatize them down the line like I'm still having to deal with it and that was eight years ago you know like it's just super fucked up it's super crazy and yeah like that's why I listed it as like a quote-unquote like scary story it's not a ghost story but it's it's scary I've had people close to me that have gotten stuck speaking in tongues and they would have to like read the bible to get out of it that type of thing and just very scary. Just you just they had like for a while, like a week or something they couldn't talk. Well, no. Here's English. the thing. Here's another like, scary. What is my well, here's another scary it's thing, weird. and then I'll go on with the next one because I know we're cutting. We're coming close to time, but I've done it. I've spoken in tongues before, and let me tell you something. I didn't know I did it because you want to know what happened. We were at a we were at a convention, like a church convention, youth convention, and I was at the front, 
and what they made us do was they had this single doorway. It wasn't a door, it was just a door frame. And they, or no, it was an actual door. It was like a stage prop door that they had. They opened the door and we were all lined up. And then when we passed through the door, the youth leaders, they were all lined up outside of the door and they would physically like push you down and they would like put their hands on you, on your head, on your face, on your shoulders, everywhere they could touch you. It was the most disturbing thing because like literally, imagine you're crying, you're emotional, you don't know what's going on, especially if you're ADHD, you have all these things coming at you at once and you physically pass through this doorway and the next thing you know, there are hands grabbing you. It is, it's just, mm, it's so disturbing. But anyways, that's church trauma for you, I guess. But um, anyways, can I tell my final story? Yeah. Okay. So yesterday, I had to go out on a photo assignment for um, my story that I'm doing this week for the trop. And, um, Spoilers. Yeah. So, one, one story. <laughs> the paper right. will be out. Read it. It'll yeah. be out by the oh. time this is out. Yeah. Okay, not spoilers. Um, but Take that back. one of the... Uh, I'm not going to disclose what the location is because I'll let the listeners and the viewers like figure, like find it for themselves. But uh, one of the places that I went to, uh, I actually visited two and a half years ago. And it was not as dilapidated as it is now. And I walk in, and the first thing that I see is this huge pentacle on the floor. And for those of you that are familiar with hearing it as a pentagram, there's a difference. So a pentagram is just when it's the star, and it's a geometric math figure, literally. Isn't it in the Wiccan religion? In the Wiccan religion, we often use the term pentacle because a pentacle is a pentagram with a circle around it. And the circle basically means like earth, wind, fire, and the elements and the spirit. The spirit's at the top of the star and it connects. We're all connected in a circle, okay? So this was a pentacle that was on the floor. So when I saw it, I was like, okay, this person was practicing witchcraft, but I wasn't threatened by it because I have one in my room. It's, it's, it's at my altar. It sits at my altar, right? Well, I get a little bit closer and I notice that there's something in the middle of it. And I'm like, this was the scene of a ritual of some sort. So I get closer, but I'm telling myself, don't touch it. Don't touch the circle. Don't touch what's in it because the energy is still there. And so I look a little closer and at first I thought it was a femur and because it was white and it was like broken and shattered but then like I got closer and I realized it was like a like a gravestone angel that you would put on like a gravesite or whatever as decoration but the head had been broken it had been chopped off and the person who draw who drew the pentacle they drew it with red spray paint and then not only that but before they drew it and you'll see it in the photographs if you like pick up the trop they lined the floor with something first like salt or powder or a mixture of some sort because if you look closely in the photos you can see it underneath the red paint it's like glistening in the light really good photo and when i look inside the top of the head there's a cigarette and I'm like, first thing I thought was, oh, like they were just smoking. They need a place to put the cigarette. But then I started thinking, I'm like, no, they intended to put it that. They intended to put it there. Like, there's a reason why it's in the head. And then next to it was this huge ass piece of like fresh honeycomb. And I knew instantly like that from a bee. Yes. Okay. And so I knew instantly that it was from the huge. I mean, this it took up half a wall. Like, it was a huge-ass honeycomb, and 
there were bees all over the place, all over the room. You physically could walk in and you could hear the humming of the bees. It was very much like Candyman, if you've ever seen Candyman. And so I kneel down, I'm looking, I get my photographs, and then I start to video it because it's just like, I, I was like, I've got to document this. Like, it, it's too scary. It's too spoopy. And, like, so... <laughs> spoopy? Did I just say that? Yeah, yeah you did. Spooky. Wow. T- words are hard. Is there a difference? Um, not really, no. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that this happened. This is so spoopy and cute. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that that's what I happened to that. me yesterday. And, like, honestly, I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel unsafe. The only reason why I think it wasn't a good scene or like a good deed wasn't done is because once I left the site um, I started like tossing around in my mind like okay like you yourself follow Wicca so what do you think you know what do you think their their intentions were and I started to think well the honeycomb has to deal with nature and that's what Wicca is at the root of you know it's based in paganism so I was thinking they could have given that to whatever deity if even any deity they were you know reaching out to they could have left that as an offering of some sort and then in terms of their goal as to why they cut the top of the head off of an angel and like dipped a cigarette in it and spray painted it red I think honestly what they were doing was a hex they were trying to hex someone and it was in the form of like fucking with their head and like kind of getting in their head you know and hoping that like they'd be a prisoner basically in their mind and like their mind would go crazy basically um who's to say what it was but like as like a somewhat practicing Wiccan those are the vibes that I got like as soon as I laid eyes on it I'm like they intended to screw with someone's mind by doing this because they I mean you could clearly tell they cut the head off or the top of it rather where the brain is and they put a cigarette in it you don't think it was already broken Huh? You don't think it was already just broken? No, because if you look in the photo, you can see pieces in the middle of the pentacle. Like, they physically, like, I think they laid it down first, and then, you know, most of the time when you're doing a hex or if you're doing any kind of, like, you know, incantation, whatever, you have, like, words that you're saying or, like, you're very deep in thought and you're in, you know, in the zone, so to speak, or whatever. And I think they broke it in the middle of the pentacle and then like went on to the second portion of it which was like normally like if they really knew what they were doing you would find stuff like like spices or salt or like leaves or you know pins and needles or something like very much like stuff associated with nature and like the properties of nature but this was different like it was just a cigarette but with wicca it doesn't matter what matters is your intentions and the energy you're putting into it so like you know, I sat there for a minute. I'm like, you know what? This was probably their intentions. Like I said, like they put the cigarette at the root of the head, like where the brain is, so that, you know, the person's brain that they had in mind when they were setting their intentions would, you know, go crazy and it would be consumed by whatever they wanted it to be consumed by. So that's what happened to me yesterday. And it quite literally threw me off. And I got home. I lit some incense. And See, I'm glad I couldn't go with you yesterday because I didn't know what I forgot what pictures you were talking about. You just said pictures, and then you sent me that. And I was like, I could not. <laughs> there is like, there's like this thing in my hometown called the Blackshire House, and it's burned down since. But it was like this haunted place, and it's like a really old house that's been there forever. I think there are they were a lot of by like a rich man. I think there are a lot of haunted houses where I'm from. The last battle of the Civil War was there, mm-hmm. and then my high oh, school. That's probably like. That whole area. Yeah, also, my my house was uh, actually where medics were, and like a lot of people died on my property. 
So, oh, okay. but I've never had any hauntings. We like went there on a field trip, not like to your place, but the house, like after a field trip. Yeah. And I remember they were telling us about how it's haunted and stuff like that. And my friend I was sitting with, she was like, I just saw a little girl run across the, like, <laughs> like a doorway or something. I'm like, no, you didn't. Please, also, <laughs> like, please stop. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. And like Professor East also mentioned it. Um, usually when something manifests, depending on who the individual is and depending on like how sensitive their abilities are, it appears in different forms. So like with me, when I was growing up, if I saw anything that like I deemed quote unquote as an entity, it was just like shadow. It was like black. But some people who are more sensitive actually will see physical manifestations. And if you watched or grew up like me watching all the paranormal shows, like ghost uh, adventures, a haunting, things like that, um, you see things on camera sometimes that's like, okay, it appeared as like a mist. Like it literally comes out of frame and then comes right back out. But then other times, if you really zoom in on it, and this is actually the case most of the time, you will see like the physical outline of like a body. So it's like, it appears in different forms sometimes. But again, that's just me getting all my ghost shit. So. I think she was just messing with me though. We were in like fourth grade. Oh yeah, girl. She was. <laughs> she was, she didn't see anything. Yeah. I still kind of feel bad that it burned down though. Some like some kids were there. And Dang. There's this super, super, super old mill um, that a homeless person was living in. And he lit up a cigarette and threw it on the ground, and there was a ton of just oil soaked. Did he die? I think he was fine. I think he went to jail for it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but he set the. At least he's got a place to stay now. Yeah. <laughs> he set the. Yeah, he definitely set the mill on fire. That's how the government fire. thinks they're going to fix homelessness. Put everybody in jail. Or, yeah. We should just have rehab, but that's okay. neither here nor there. But also, there's there's a dorm that's like really haunted. On Dude, campus. so many people are gonna talk about Shackle, Shackleford. But and here's but here's the like thing. But no, Somebody, but like here's I thought it was coward. No, but here's pace. the thing. Somebody said they had experiences in Shackleford, but they didn't get to send the story. It was one of those quads. Well, well, well no, I I had experiences in Shack. My sink would turn on fully with okay. no, but that could just be Shack. That's my it thing. Is Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> that could just be Shack because be. Shack is like. But the faucet, the faucet would do Sorry, it in the sink, it. and then the the shower head Which, would do it too. Is that kind of tore down though? Or no, is that no, that's Cower. Okay. Wait, no, Cower's well, still standing. Yeah, it's the gardener. Yeah, and uh, I don't know the other But one. no, the reason why I think Shackleford like is interesting. Did the faucet like switch on or just the water leak? No, it was like. No, but like, did the faucet turn or I, come on or something? I didn't look. You know? I was too afraid at the time to but go. But could you turn it off, or did it just stop running? It slowly stopped running, which is why I think it may have been a leak because it yeah, like slowly I think, but surely stopped. I think it was just coward. Um, but I'm no, but like the reason I think Shaq, yeah. the reason I think Both Shaq bad. really isn't a good ghost story, quote unquote, is because there a are little to no records, and then b people experience all different kinds of things, and then when you try to correlate what happened mm-hmm. to them according to their story and the legend. It doesn't add up. Because let me tell you something. The legend, once I found out my freshman dorm was haunted, you best know, honey, I hit the ground running with research. So I couldn't find anything except for an article that I think it was, it wasn't the Trop, it was the Odyssey, I think, that posted it. Um, Basically talking about how, like, um, Sally Shack, like, she committed suicide in the attic of Shack back when it had an attic because... Her husband at the time was at war, and she was a nurse in Shaq at the time because Shaq used to be like a, 
what's it called? Not a hospital, but like where injured people that were like war Infirmary? Vets. Infirmary, yeah. It used to be an infirmary, apparently, and she was a nurse there. And when You're she found on fire with words today. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Right, but like, me. whenever, whenever <laughs> she, <laughs> whenever she found out that her like boyfriend, husband, whatever, had passed away, she it was too much for her to handle, so she went up to the attic and hanged herself. There was a story that my fourth grade teacher told me around ho- like Halloween. She was reading stories out of like one of those Alabama history like haunted books, whatever. Yeah. And there was one, and I want to say it was either maybe the University of Alabama or Auburn. I want to say it might be Alabama. And this girl, like, slit her wrist or something in the hallway. Or, super, yeah, it was, like, intense. just very intense, but it, like, freaked me out. Yeah. Huntington has a ghost. The Red Lady, I think is what it's called. Maybe that's what it was. Wait, that might be what it was. And then my uncle, like, I was looking into going to, like, um, UNA before I decided on Troy. And he was like, there is a ghost in one of the dorms. Like, hope you don't get it. Like, something i was like oh, okay let's not <laughs> i can't deal with that see oh that's the thing like if, if somebody walks up to me and they're like you know giving me all this haunted history about a location i am not like that like what you just said i'm like okay i have my phone i want to do an evp session do you know what an evp session is is that the thing where it's like um not that thing but like it goes to green like that type of thing um that's an ef that's an EMF detector. Yeah, EMF. Um, EVP, electronic voice phenomenon. Basically, that's like what she was talking about. You guys are yeah. crossing streams over here. What? What, what does that Is mean? It Ghostbusters reference. Oh. Yeah. Um, LOL. But yeah, no. Have EVP. you guys have never seen that? Ghostbusters? Yeah. Of course. Okay. I have um, really. But I know what's his face is in it. No, but like literally, when somebody when somebody Dan tells Ackroyd? me. He's in it too. When somebody tells me like, oh, this place I is haunted, I'm like, I okay. Seen Alright, I want to do an EVP session, and then I want to do an EMF detecting. Because, like, usually, fun fact, again, on my Ghostbuster shit, um, if you pull out an EMF detector and it automatically goes off, the first thing you have to check for is to see if there are cell phone towers nearby. Because EMF, electromagnetic field, Mm -hmm. if it's anything electrical or, like, anything along those lines that can pick up on shit like that, um, if it's strong enough, fun fact depending on where you're geographically located and this is getting more into parapsychology but that can cause hallucinations fun fact so oftentimes in some cases if people live nearby like cell towers or like intense areas of emf like they'll call ghostbusters or ghost adventures and they'll be like listen i'm hearing things i'm seeing things we need help they get there and they that's the first thing they notice it's like okay, this is probably a case of EMF hallucinations. The thing with, like, something like Ghost Adventures, though, I don't really believe it. No, neither do I. Because the way the guy narrates and, like, talks, it's It's so, very much. I don't think I've ever seen it. And let me tell Well, here's the thing. I'm not saying it's still, like, is it freaky, but it's, like... It's very freaky. It's very fun to watch. I watch it every single night, but here's the thing. As someone who is in school and has just recently finished a minor for, like, public relations, who has learned about marketing and things like that, they are over marketing it they are literally exploiting paranormal research to Mm -hmm. a certain degree because when you think about it not only is he like being super campy do y'all know what that word means he's being like super campy with it doing you know this weird not weird narration but over the top narration and when you combine it's very much like this when you combine all of that plus the fact that he has 
like the haunted museum in Las Vegas. Like, I love Zach Bagan. I grew up on Zach Bagan. I still adore him. I think he's a great paranormal researcher, but in terms of the aesthetic of his show and like his museum and everything, in terms of what his intentions are, I don't know. It's I very exploitative. Yeah, I still watch him. I still view his content. I still support him. But it's just, in my opinion, if I were on his team as like a PR person, as a marketing person, I'd be like, listen, for real paranormal researchers, you come off as a joke because you are exploiting it, and that's not what. This and it kind of makes other people feel like they judge people who do it because they see stuff like that where it's not serious. Yes, exactly. And it's just like, okay, you're creating an image that we as paranormal investigators are trying to veer away from because we want it to be genuine. We want to literally document us sitting down in a haunted location, renowned haunted locations at that, and do EVP sessions, do EMFs, do seances, you know, and get actual evidence to prove to people that, like Zach Bagan said uh, in every, or says in every episode, there are things that we never fully understand, never will, you know, but when you exploit it and you market it and you, you know, put all this PR effort into it, it's like, okay, what are you doing? What are your intentions? You know, Mm -hmm. that's just my, me on my soapbox. I think we've ran out of time. We have. We have gone over, actually. It's okay. Have It'll we? be a long episode. Yeah. They'll hopefully, love it. They love listening not. to our voices. I was going to say, hopefully they this don't think the we're This was the Garrett Yeah, I know. Last week was me. For and a reason. I gotta show up next week, huh? Yeah. I wanted to talk about cryptids, but yeah, we might We don't have time. time. Yeah. Sorry. I just, up until now, up until we had the podcast, I never had, like, an open broadcast forum to talk about paranormal research. And yeah. it's, like, up until now, like, ever since I was, like, seven or eight, like, I mean, I've just been so invested in it. Like, I mean, if I could go and join, like, a team, you know, I would. I would love to devote my life to it. I really Do you know, would. um, like, do y'all know who Brittany Broski is? Mm-hmm. Well, her mom, she did interviews with her on her YouTube channel, and her mom is into paranormal investigating and she talked about stuff like that and it was really interesting yeah i mean it's so it's it's always been fascinating to me it's like like she's with the team and everything yeah i mean it's like you know obviously like i consider the three of us to be like you know entertainment journalists because we talk about film we talk about music you know rory you talk about sports as well you know we all have our niches um like paranormal i think is a topic that like if you're just a writer you know you can go do your own thing with it and that's something I would hope to do in the future is like you know write stories about the places that I go and investigate and you know things like that so if this ever if this podcast does ever reach you know someone across you could the do net, like Professor East did. yeah like if it if it ever reaches a paranormal investigator of any level small or like Zach Bagan level and Ed and Lorraine Warren level like Garrett over here marking me. Like, please hit me up. up. Find me on social media at Garrett Jackson. Literally on all all across handles. Like, just please find me and let me hunt with you. I will do your PR. I will write stories. Just let me be a part of your team. That would be a really interesting profile, though, if you were to go on it and you just wrote about your experience. Yeah. I would love to it to do it, literally. I wouldn't even need funding from anyone. I would work my ass off at Marco's every week to pay for my plane ticket to go somewhere. I wonder if there's any local, though. Like, there has to be yeah. nearby somewhere. Yeah, there's a lot of places in Huntington. There is, like, a, um, and in Tuscaloosa, there's, like, a um, 50-acre abandoned um, asylum 
in Tuscaloosa. And it used to be like a mental institution where they like did all kinds of heinous procedures and stuff. But anyways, okay. we're out of time, guys. Yes. I'm on my soapbox. We'll see y'all next week. Or do we have an episode next week? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll see y'all next see week. You guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.